Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Genius Brain listeners, this podcast is brought to you by Hero Bread. Listen, I've talked about Hero Bread a million times over, and I'm telling you right now, they have some of the best guilt-free bread I've ever had in my life, and I'm not just saying that. I'm talking about taste and texture-wise. You, you just can't beat it. Hero Bread has zero to one grams of net carbs, zero gram sugar, and is high in fiber. And guess what? Now it's made with heart-healthy olive oil for an added boost of healthy fats as well. I'm telling you right now, I made a BLT with this, and it was freaking delicious. If I if I eat bread, this is the bread that I'm eating. You guys have to get this. I'm not just saying it's so freaking good. You could do whatever you want with this type of stuff. I mean, they even have burger breads, right? So if you want to make a, a fire ass burger, they got like tortillas too for their if you if you eat breakfast burritos as much as I do, dude. Money. It's so freaking good. Good. It's hard to say which one my favorite stuff is just because like if I'm going to make a wrap or I'm going to do any type of sandwich of any sort, I'm going to use Hero Bread because I get to eat without all the guilt and it's literally my favorite. So genius brain listeners, do not miss out on this. Make sure you get Hero Bread. You will not regret it. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order for their new recipe. Go to Hero dot co and use code genius 10 at checkout that's g-e-n-i-u-s one zero at hero dot co we got another day of nba action and with FanDuel, every night is a watch party so it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets so what's the move tonight gang you know that new customers who bet five dollars get two hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you win Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It goes down in the deal. Twenty-one plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. Ten dollar first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable. Bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com/sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred Gambler. Let's <laughs> bring them right back because they've been customers for so many years, and these are very like fortunate events. And I understand it's like, well, lucky for you. You're right. Lucky for me. It did happen that way. 
But when I look at this situation, I get sad because it's like, fuck, this guy who is a uh, an only father, the mom's not around, and now he's not around for his daughter too. I'm not, there's no judgment on what he did. I don't know what he's been going through, how many times he got sick of getting fucking robbed, but I wish he was still alive to tell the story. Yeah. You know? In five, four, three, two, one. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. We are back in the old studio once again, only because the studio that I have with Studio 71, they don't shoot at night. And sometimes I just be doing my best thoughts at night, dude. Hey, man, we're nocturnal people. You know? We really are. Yeah, yeah, we for sure are. Doing that shit in the morning was a little difficult. And we still are. It's just uh, the studio was booked up and I got to go to Hawaii because our store is opening in a, hopefully in about a couple of weeks or so. We don't actually know the uh, soft opening or grand opening date pending. But if you guys don't know, I've been working on opening the store with my buddy Joe uh, in Hawaii right now. And it has been a fucking journey. <laughs> Almost there. If I put any more money in that store, I'm going to be sucking dick. Crazy dick. Anybody's dick. Let's You're already go. this close to doing it. <laughs> my fucking dick sucking number is so low right now. It's like 10 bucks. <laughs> We got the two Eds here today. What's up? It's been a while. Mm-hmm. Yep. We got Edric and Ed Park. Uh, for those of you out there who got the uh, Genius Brain Secret Society Clubs, I actually have the fuck ups on right now because I don't deserve the real shit. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they're coming out to you guys real soon. Um, maybe this, well, this podcast is actually coming out this Sunday, so it'll be out in about a week. So we'll be sending those out real fucking yeah. soon. But one to two weeks tops. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I think we'll be able to start shipping on in the week of like the fi- what? What day is it today? Seventh. So like the week of the fifteenth, I think. Yeah, let's go. And I'm telling yeah. you, look at this shit. It looks better in person than it actually does. So sick. Like in photos, it's kind of indescribable. And this shit right here is my Korean pride. <laughs> I, this is so fucking amazing. Korea never lose. Korean brain. <laughs> I, I kind of want this to be a tattoo. That would be I'll, sick, I want bro. this as a tattoo now. As a poster, as a tattoo. On oh, my ball sack. No. <laughs> just, just, do like, it, just do it on the tip of your dick. <laughs> just shake it. Kind of does yeah. look like the tip of the dick. With yeah. the urethra right and, up the uh, middle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So the world has been going to shit. Uh, we, so Ed, the one with the Nike SB shirt. <laughs> Ed and I did a podcast, which I feel like it was a 50-50 split about our opinions about something that happened out in Las Vegas with the smoke shop. There was a young man, uh, just to reiterate the story, uh, he stabbed somebody to the point where he was paralyzed because the kid was trying to um, steal vapes or whatever. Yeah. And um, I'm oversimplifying it right now. And if you guys want the full story, you guys can go ahead and check that out. Obviously, there was a, a back and forth about the things that I was saying. And so also, Ed, about kind of like the value of human life. They're like, okay, well, you're defending the uh, the thief. Um, you're, you don't care about the person who's a shop owner. This is how you kind of defend your store so they don't fuck with you again. Um, listen, I understand all this other stuff. Uh, I'm not here to defend myself. And I think people do have very valid points because everybody, it's not, it's not a clear black and white situation, right? Depending yeah. on your experiences and what you guys went through. I, I see what you said. It's the exact opposite of what I felt, but it's very valid. And I pretty much understand that because most of you haven't been in that situation. And I think like the scary thought about that is when you see somebody coming in, you know, trying to rob your store, they go, it's either my life or theirs. Um, and that is such a hard thing to kind of decide at a, at a split second moment. Exactly. I think, I think in circumstances like that, when people are viewing it from the outside looking in, they're thinking about it from like a very calm, logical state. It's not like that in the moment though. When, when you yeah. talk about life and death situation, you might do things that you might not normally do. 
And you might think in that moment when you're thinking about a situation like that, oh, I might do this. I might, you really have no idea. Yeah. The, the, the biggest issue that I think me and Ed had with it and the reason why, like, I, I fucking hated that story about people calling him a hero mm. is that he went on Reddit, did an AMA. And he was gloating about. Oh, he did an AMA. He did an yeah. AMA on Reddit. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know it went. That, that was the part that I was like, "Fuck this guy!" Yeah, like he wanted to kill somebody. Yeah, and um, for me, I still stand by that shit. If somebody who, like, even if you had to defend yourself, the fact that you're sitting there telling, like, literally glorifying yourself because you nearly stabbed somebody to death yeah. because you wanted the love and the attention from a Reddit crowd blows my fucking mind. Yeah. And people in that Reddit were calling him an idiot. Like, what yeah. the fuck are you doing? You're a maniac. <laughs> They're like, delete this shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you're incriminating yourself. Like, yeah. it took him a minute to actually take it down. Yeah, and he was talking about how, oh, he stayed calm because he plays, like, uh, PvP games. Yeah. She was it League of Legends? Because yeah. <laughs> he plays League he yeah. was cool and calm when his his heart rate went up. Wow. <laughs> so this is a very particular situation. I, I think people need to understand this is one of the biggest reasons why I was like, he was not there to defend himself. He was waiting for a moment to stab somebody. Yeah. Whether it was in self-defense or not or whatever, his motives were very different and it's very clear because of how he was praising himself. Yeah. Who the fuck praises themselves after they nearly stabbed somebody to death? Yeah. Yeah, that that's how you know something's a little off in exactly. his head. Uh, um, you know who does? The guy who shot um uh ah, the kid in Florida. I can't believe it. I'm blanking on his name. It was a huge thing. Um the guy who shot him was uh George Zimmerman. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. A long yeah, time ago. Yeah, long that time guy ago. Gloated, like those types. Yeah, those right. types. A uh, Kyle Rittenhouse. Kyle Rittenhouse. Yeah, yeah, he's Kyle acting Rittenhouse. now. Yeah. Like, this kid is of the same ilk. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. The he way just, he's reacting to it. Exactly. And so, you know, people kind of wanted us to talk about this thing that happened out in LA, which is, you know, which is our, our block, our neighborhood, um, in the area that we live in. And everybody here in this room right now, uh, small business owners. Our, all of our parents are small business owners. Actually, your dad was in the fashion yeah, district. Yeah, bro. We started in the fucking fashion district back in the, back in the early 90s, man. Yeah. yeah. So there was a, a big thing that happened out in LA where, um, Beauty supply owner, also very close to me. My parents are also beauty supply owners. Um, customer comes in. I'm, and I'm truncating the story right now. Um, if I get any of this information wrong, write it in the comments, talk about it. I'm doing my best to remember it. But long story short, customer comes in, tries to steal a wig. This piece of shit. Tries to jet for it. The store owner goes after her and her friend, I believe. And yeah. he gets yeah, stabbed. A to guy death. and a girl. And yeah. he gets stabbed to death. Yeah. Which is the exact fear that people were talking about when people were going against what we were saying yeah. in the in the other situation, right? Um, this is pretty nuts. And I, you know, people were like, oh, well, how do you feel about it now? It's like, my statement still stands the same. Mine too. Um, Mine too. And let me just go ahead and, and kind of give you a full background or just kind of lay a foundation here. Um, I'm not sympathizing with any fucking thief. Yeah. You know, yeah. I am not sympathizing with any fucking thief. We're not defending the thieves yeah. either. But like, we're not defending criminal rights yeah. or any of that shit. And so I value my parents' life and my life over product mm. any day. For sure. And I think that the idea behind that is, is for a lot of people too. And I think we oversimplify, oversimplify situations on our side and the other people's side where they go, well, you have to stand up for yourself or it's going to keep happening and happening again. In things of thievery, whether you chase somebody or not, it's going to happen again and again and again. Yeah. There is a certain percentage of loss that you have with products, especially in these areas that you have to account for. You do what you can, but you have to value your life first. And I'm going to leave the GoFundMe for the daughter because she put a GoFundMe for her father. Yeah. So if you guys can donate, I'll be donating as well. 
um, she she wrote in in this uh, paragraph that she, first she was upset with her father, which is understandable, right? Because it was just the product. Yeah. And then she said that she started talking to the other store owners and they're like, no, he's a hero. He was standing up for us. If it was my dad, I'm not talking about her father. Yeah, That's yeah. not in my place. I'm talking about if I was in that situation. Yeah. I'm not saying I'd be upset at my father, but I wouldn't look at him as a hero. I would say, you made a mistake because that wasn't worth it. Yeah. You know? Because the situation is he ran out the store he, after them. Exactly. And for the fought they were already gone. I, yeah. I think that's the key question here is, is it worth it? Right? Yeah. That, that's always the thing that people are going to have a debate about. And I think you could look at it from both sides. If yeah. we were to look at it just straightforward, like what's, especially because we come from small business backgrounds ourselves, right? With our family, immigrant family. We've seen this, that over mm-hmm, and over again. We've times. dealt with it. For me, for sure, it's not worth it when when the possible um, situation can lead to violence or even death. But then you also have to look at it from a standpoint of like, when this shit is happening over and over again, as you get older too, one day you might just kind of snap. Yeah. Be like, fuck that, that's enough, right? And it might cause somebody to do what this man did, do what Dooley did, which is run after. I mean, shit, man, even my family member who was out in fashion district, something happened where he was getting robbed. Constantly, right? One day he had had enough. He chased after the dudes. He jumped onto their car because they got in their cars, grabbed onto the top of the roof, was riding, and they were speeding. And then they did a hard turn. He flew off. And then he landed on his feet. Instead <laughs> <laughs> of somersault in the air and said, like, oh, yeah, <laughs> fuck you. No, he got fucked up though. Yeah. He, he ended up in the hospital with, with um, you know, I mean, luckily nothing life threatening injuries, but. Yeah, with injuries and he was bedridden for a while. And then you look at that thinking, is it worth it? I think a sensible person would say, no, it wasn't. But again, in that moment, maybe you're having a bad day too, right? Yeah. And and, and you're just, just like, got sick of that shit. Yeah, like, fuck you. Today is the last time this is going to happen. Yeah. I'm going to stand up. That's why there's like no judgment on, sure. on, on this person who lost his life, right? And even if he didn't lose his life, like, I think my opinion stands like I would rather have him live. And- the the idea behind this is too, and I and I and I do want people to understand this is that if you read the, his daughter's statement, she actually wrote that he stopped people multiple. He had a broken arm, fractured this, got beat up this. He stood up for himself multiple, and it still happened yeah. over yeah. and over and over again. And this is why I mean that it's futile. Your life is way more important than these products. Do what you can to make sure it doesn't happen, whether security card or or whatever, right? And also too, like I understand too. You guys have like Los Angeles. I don't want to say the PD, but the, the law enforcement here has been trashed because there's nothing done to like really punish people who are fucking breaking the law, especially when it comes to thievery. Look at all these videos this past year since California, I think they had changed <laughs> yeah. the law, right? Yeah. Where you can't chase after thieves if it's under $900 in product or some shit. So you keep seeing these videos from like CVS, these drug stores, these clothing stores at the mall. People just grab shit and walk out because the employees are told not to chase after them. And then you see why they're told not to because of situations like what we're talking about right now, right? It's a weird it's a weird thing to think about, right? And I think like when people DM me and they're saying, look how stupid you are, all this, I'm like, listen, you clearly didn't listen to that podcast. Yeah. And um, I get it. I understand why people feel that way. They listen, but they didn't hear you, if that's yeah. a good way to say it. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. They didn't really hear what we were trying to say in it. Because- yeah, and uh, I've I've definitely had the situation happen with my mom, and I didn't talk about this, right? 
Um, people are like, well, it's lucky that you didn't have to deal with this shit. I was like, no, we did. But once again, so here's a, here's a quick story. Uh, one time I was away at this point, right? I wasn't at the store. When I'm at the store, usually shit like this doesn't happen. I'm big. I'm a big fucking dude. I'm loud mouth as shit. And people kind of, I, I have friends in the area. So if people kind of fuck with my parents, you have a lot of other problems you're going to have to deal with. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Not, especially yeah. at that time when I was younger, you know, young kids around, people would back you up. Um, the, uh, my mom decided to try to stop somebody who, this, this lady was fucking out of her mind. She basically said, fuck you to my mom. And she started smashing all, the, all of our gels in the store. All of our products are smashing them on the floor. And that's all money for us. Mm-hmm. So my mom comes up. And then my mom starts, you know, trying to push her out. But the lady starts swinging on my mom. And she, my mom had like bruises on her chest. Because the lady oh, was shit. socking my mom up. Wow. And my dad was upset at my mom, right? And I, at the time, was upset at my dad for being mad at my mom. I was mm-hmm. like, dude, you should have your wife's back. And he goes, no. He goes, I'm not saying that I'm not mad that they did this to our store or whatever. But your mom could have died. Because she was trying to protect $40 with the gel. Yeah. Like, let her run her rampage. We could have called the cops. We could have figured something out. But at the end of the day, your mom didn't have to get beat up for this. Yeah. You know, and he was like, these are the, these are the choices that we have to make. Whether you think that it's going to happen multiple times over and over again, the, the loss of product here and there is never going to be worth your mom's life. So you have to think about that before you go ahead and start running after people and chasing after people. Because I only did it once and it was a big mistake. And I remember too, and it's kind of funny now when I think about it, this dude, I forgot what the fuck he was doing, but lo and behold, tried to jack some shit and I grabbed him and I'm young. This guy's huge. Yeah. And I look back, and I, was looking, I was like, this guy could kill me if he wanted to. <laughs> yeah. And I almost shat my fucking pants. My dad was upset at me. He goes, why the fuck did you do that? Is it worth it? Yeah. Like, do you feel like a hero? And the thing about it with my parents too, because we've had the same customers over and over again. Guess what? With some of these young kids who stole, guess who would bring them back? Their parents. parents. <laughs> <laughs> Their parents would bring them right back because they've been customers for so many years. And these right. are very like fortunate events. And I understand it's like, well, lucky for you. You're right. Lucky for me. It did happen that way. But when I look at this situation, I get sad because it's like, fuck, this guy who is a, uh, an only father, the mom's not around. And now he's not around for his daughter too. I'm not, there's no judgment on what he did. I don't know what he's been going through, how many times he got sick of getting fucking robbed, but I wish he was still alive to tell the story. No, um, I, it's not like, um, we don't see it. Like, because when you're a small business owner, you get, I guess, quote unquote, networked with other small business owners in your area. And, you know, my, one of my friends back in Tacoma, Washington, um, like I've known her since shit, like third, fourth grade or something. And, we went to churches across the street from each other, like two big churches. And um, yeah, um, a couple of years ago, her mom, they, their family, they have a store out in Tacoma and they got robbed and she got shot, you know? And I don't know the full story. I can't recall it completely where um, if there was a struggle and she got like shot or she got shot straight up and then robbed. But what I know about the story is that she like ran after her, but then didn't realize she was shot and then like died. Oh my much God. Bleeding out. You know when like, like shit adrenaline's like, going adrenaline, adrenaline. Yeah, like Ronald Reagan, he, he had an assassination attempt too. I guess he didn't know he got shot or some shit, you know? Like, um, yeah, like it, you can't tell us like we don't understand. Like we, we know business owners who have lost their lives over this kind of, Shit. We've been in similar situations. Yeah. Like it's not like 
by the way, this is not somebody from like my position where I just watched my parents go to work. I actually ran one of their stores. Yeah. You sound too. I ran that fucking store. Also, too, I helped them. Through, like the idea was, my dad thought I was so fucking stupid. <laughs> he wanted me to run the store because he's like, "Parents said the same thing to me. Dude, you're, you're not gonna be nothing. Just run the store. This is this is your life now. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much, they just <laughs> groomed us to be behind the register. The funny thing is, like, my parents actually told me that it wasn't yeah. an assumption. No. My mom was like, "Well, you know, you were doing so bad in school. We thought you were dumb." Said, Yo, oh, my parents man. told me not to apply to college. <laughs> That Me going to art school is rebellion. Yeah, bro, that reminds me of a situation. Sorry to sidetrack here, but like I got pulled out of class one time. Counselor called me um, and then I was like, the fuck did I do this time? Right. Sits me down. And I'm like, yeah, so what is this about? I think I was like 14 at the time or something. It's like, so have you started thinking about college? I was like, uh, not really. I'm, I'm like 14, you know, I, I guess at some point I will. It's like, so, so are you thinking about like universities? I was like. I guess it's like no, you should start thinking about junior college. <laughs> 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 like, yeah, what the fuck? What is, what is this? You pull me out of class oh to God. assault me verbally right now? <laughs> I swear to God, these counselors don't know shit. Sometimes, yeah. man, like when I was being bullied, like motherfucker in high school, you know all that racism and all yeah, that yeah, shit, yeah. and like I was like really just like up to here about with that shit. So I went to the school office. And then I was like, can I speak to the counselor? And then she pulled me into her office and I sat and I told her all the things that are happening to me. Like, this person said this, everybody calls me that. This happened to me in the hallway, whatever. She goes, I'm so sorry that's happening to you, but I'm not that kind of counselor. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> she's, she's a, what's that called? Like a guidance counselor, guidance counselor yeah. to help you with your college applications. She's, she's like, listen here, pussy, just deal with it. What classes do you want to take? That's so like, for me, I was like, fuck, no one's going to help me. And then that's where I was just like, fuck it. I'm just going to have to take care of myself. Yeah. Too. Well, I mean, that's what it always felt like when I was, when I was in elementary school, I used to get bullied a lot. And then I remember I would always retaliate, right? So I would always be in these fights and they're like, both of you, I was like, no, one of us is not wrong here. Yeah. Somebody is fucking with me yeah. constantly. But see, bringing these things up actually is a good kind of segue in, back into the conversation, right? Right, right. no, is, for real. Is, is like, yeah, you've had enough. Enough is enough. I'm fucking sick of it. I try to be, you know, uh, patient about it. I try to be peaceful about it. But now- you just it just that right moment in the wrong time where you just have to act because the people in charge, the authority or the government or the the school, doing shit. they're not doing shit. Yeah, yeah, right. And so I got suspended from the bus for defending myself from right. some fucking kid trying to bully me. Right. And he's I'm Korean and he's younger than me. I'm not gonna fucking allow that shit to yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, I don't yeah. care if you're white or not. It's like you're this little kid and you're trying to bully me on this bus. So I kicked his ass, like literally, I threw him on the ground and he was on his hands and knees and his butt was right there. So I, I literally kicked him in the ass. It was tired. swift kick yeah. to the ass. And I got suspended from the bus. I couldn't take the bus anymore. <laughs> oh, so, man. Like I hated those things. And I, like I said, I understand, like you just never know what's happening in these situations and what your mind is going through. But I'll also want to frame it too, where I have also told stories where I've said this too. Like when I was a kid, I used to get bullied so much, but the bullying stopped as much because I just made it a problem for people to bully me because I wasn't right. an easy target. Right. So I do sympathize with that, but I was also smart about my shit too. Like I also told that story on this podcast where I had like an older dude put a gun to my dick. I didn't be like, 
I'm not getting bullied today. Yeah. <laughs> That's enough. <laughs> Not today. Yeah. And then he blasts my dick off. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm a hero. Yeah. And like, but in theory, I'm still a man. Yeah. We're not challenging other people to come at us. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. For sure. You know, for sure. whether we're at school getting bullied or whether we're running our grocery store. If someone fucks up, like, I'm not trying to call other people to, oh, I dare you to fuck with me. I wish you would fuck with me. Like, I know I wish this would stop. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's about sensibility, right? Because like, even when my pops had a, a, you know, his business in South Central, like there would be petty theft where kids would try to steal like bags of chips or whatever, right? He would, if he sees it, he would stop him and be like, hey, give it up, right? Like, hey, you know what you did. I saw you or we caught it on the camera. But then during the riots, right, we're talking about he knows his business is about to fucking get wrecked. Yeah. He could have decided to go out there and be like, fuck that. I'm going to break that. Korean. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, But he decided not to. I mean, if it was in K-Town, maybe it would have been a different story because there might have been more support there. But, you know, in South Central, there was nobody to really back him up. The neighbors tried to help, but it got too crazy. I think some people might have gone out. And maybe lost their life over it or got seriously injured. But my pops is like, you know what? I got to take the L on this. If I go out there, I could seriously get hurt or even die. Is it worth it? And we're not talking about a couple, you know, $40, a couple bags. We're talking about his livelihood. Yeah. What he worked for. If that shit gets ruined, he's pretty much starting from scratch again. Right? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's like time and place, but emotions get the best of people sometimes. Yeah. We're not like... We're not trying to victim blame either, right? Yep. Like what happened, happened. Yeah. I'm not saying, oh, you should have never went after them. But then it is the the truth. Like the core of what we're trying to get to is like, what are you in control of? Yeah. Right. When people need to take back control, like, is it through fear? Is it through force? You know, or are you having some foresight and looking into the value of your own life? Or do you want revenge? It's kind of trippy too. Like I don't, you know, when we're, when we hear these like stories of tragedy happen constantly, we kind of get so desensitized to it. Even for me as a business owner, when I hear the story, like I'm not desensitized to it, but desensitized, you know, we've, how many times can we keep hearing these fucking stories? Right. And that nothing, nothing is really being done about it. That's why I also understand why people were angry in these comments, because they're also very, very frustrated. Even if they haven't gone through it themselves, like, you know, we were talking about how people are this trauma porn, you know, they're getting addicted to reading this trauma. So they're, they're feeling as if it's happening to them right now, even though it isn't right. And it, it sucks. It, it really fucking sucks that there's really like, what are the options that are people having? And this is why people are writing comments like, oh, you empathize with the thieves versus a family that's, that's suffering. And that's a hundred percent not the fucking case. Gotcha. Right. I just, the point that I want to get across is that I'm always going to choose my life over this stuff. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Because now this girl is going to, I don't know if she's married now or she will get married. She won't have her father there. Yeah. You know, uh, these are the things that are important to me, right? Because those products can be replaced. And even though I'm not saying that I'm going to let somebody just walk into my store and steal things, right? There is going to be a point. Yeah, I am going to stand up, call the cops or whatever and try to figure this out. But the city has to do something about the shit. They can't keep on letting fucking thieves get away with this stuff. It's it's absolutely stupid. It's becoming like a lawless land. It's it's a huge structural issue within the government and you know local like city. And honestly, yes, the state too, because it's, you hear all these stories happening up in North California, right? 
NorCal. Northern like, Cal, yeah. Like a bunch of these stories keep coming out about shit that happens in San Francisco and Oakland and all that shit with like the same shit that happens here in LA. Yeah. You know, and nothing gets done. And then on top of that, there's the homeless issue. On top of that, there's like zero trust in the police. Well, there's yeah. corruption also corruption. within LAPD. I think there was a story recently about an LAPD officer got killed, right? He, he got like beat up by a bunch of- Right. Yeah. The cops act like gang members. Yeah. It was like an initiation. Yeah. Type yeah. Of what thing. happened? Yeah. So it's something like um, he, the the cop who, who lost his life was, I guess, not I don't, kind of repping their- Repping the LAPD. <laughs> LAPD. Yeah. Not, he wasn't, LAPD he wasn't one of the boys, so to speak. He okay. wasn't playing along, I guess, with what they were doing, whatever it may be. And I guess they tried to teach him a lesson about it and he ended up getting killed. Dude, <laughs> wait, the cops killed him? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I don't, I don't know what like the exact a, story for the re, the reasoning why, but yeah, there was a well, look that shit up. Yeah, I'll look it up. Uh, I mean, it's kind of in line with that dude. I think this was in 2012, 2013. Who's that guy? Chris Carter or some shit? No, he's a football analyst. But he was ex-LAPD. <laughs> <Chris Tucker. laughs> yeah, he was. God, <laughs> do you remember that? Where this cop went rogue and started killing all these people who were corrupt? Like a judge or DA or and all that stuff. And he was going around killing people. And there was a huge manhunt for him, you know, to the point where they like shot up this Toyota Tacoma full of two Mexican ladies. Cause they thought it was him. They sh like shot it with like 60 plus hundred plus bullets. And then he was in a fucking cabin in Big Bear or some shit. So oh, this is oh, the guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, he's yeah. the one that wrote the manifesto. The manifesto. Yeah, the, manifesto. the bald dude. The bald yeah, black yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. like the LAPD has a line and you better stick to that line. Or you're gonna get fucked up. So, so the dude, the LAPD officer who was killed accidentally during training, he was investigating other officers who took part in a gang rape, <gasps> and he yeah, was dude. accidentally killed during training when he got into a scuffle. How come nobody's? I didn't hear about this shit. Yeah, yeah dude. Like, yeah. there's massive corruption. Like, dude, the corruption in LAPD's long stemming decades. You know, it's yeah. no mystery, but it always just kind of gets swept under the rug. And Dude, you know, there are things that we don't fucking know about in this world. Like everybody thinks that they like the system is supposed to work for us and it's supposed to be flawless and perfect. And it's not that way at all. And we're finding this out. Obviously the internet has its flaws, but the internet does something too. It's like an information highway where people, things just can't be denied at a certain point. I just heard the story from a buddy of mine where look, I, I lived in Glendale, right? And you know, if you guys know about Glendale in this area, there's, there's these talks about there being like Armenian mafia and a long stem of it, right? Let me tell you something. I don't know if this is, I don't think that's hearsay. This is real, <laughs> right? So a buddy of mine witnessed this shit. And listen, this is just what he saw, right? He doesn't know, but he he lives in um, uh, apartments there. And he saw this car collision. I'm paraphrasing this. I might be getting some of the details wrong. But Car crash happens and it's like this, you know, fancy black car. This Armenian dude and a bunch of Armenian guys walk out. This other person. Hey, bro. Yeah. <laughs> hey, bro. What the hell, bro? He starts fluffing his fucking chest hair. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? With the plunging V-neck. Yeah, he has a delicious, delicious bowl of fucking, fucking fluffy saffron rice and he's eating it. Oh, Armenian fucking rice is money. But anyways, he comes out. And he could kind of hear them arguing. The person who got hit by the guy in the Armenian car is fucking screaming at him, yelling at him. But he knows like, oh, this this might be some fucked up shit. So cops come by to the scene. The Armenian dude that's all in black or whatever walks up to uh, the cop, talks to him. They're laughing, shakes his hand. 
takes his car and just drives away from the scene. And the guy is like screaming, like, what the fuck? He goes, cop's like, I didn't see what happened. So, (laughs) and the guy's like trying to figure out what the hell's going on. He goes, honestly, it looks like it's your fault. And he's hearing this like from, you know, a distance because he lives in the apartment next to it. Yeah. And he's like, what the fuck is going on? Like, how come that guy just got to go in his car and leave? Yeah. And then the cops are just saying, didn't see what happened. So, you know, there's shit that's going on in this world that oh, we don't really sh- fucking understand. No question about it. I don't know who that fluffy chest man is, but he's somebody, <laughs> you know, he's yeah, somebody yeah. to go ahead and walk up to a cop. They're yeah. laughing and smiling. He tells him to bounce. Yeah. Like nothing is wrong. And this guy who just got his car obliterated to pieces is sitting there like, what the fuck is going on? Could have been an off-duty officer too, you know? Maybe. Yeah. Could have been undercover. There's like, uh, there's still secret societies. I mean, I mean, no pun, <laughs> no pun intended. Oh God. But like, real secret societies yeah. in, in a sense where like, um, whether it be organized crime or even like, you, you must know, die, this, Ed. Yeah, <laughs> you who, exposed our secret. Yeah. <laughs> How come that's not on a podcast <laughs> anymore? People who just are connected to, you know, and shit like, uh, what's that shit? You know, you wear a ring or some shit and oh, a yeah, cop sees yeah, it yeah, and yeah, they yeah. know not to fuck the, with you. The, uh, Freemasons. Freemasons or yeah. whatever like that. Yeah, I don't yeah. know it, dog. I mean, this is kind of a segue, but talk about like corrupt cops, dude. Did you guys watch the Jeffrey Dahmer thing? Not yet. I mean, I, I know enough about him here's the thing like i didn't i know of jeffrey dahmer i know that he's this crazy serial killer right we we all know about this guy's name right because it was such a huge thing that happened yeah and obviously not that long ago now i didn't know anything about the details right so i was reading up on the stuff before i wanted to watch the show i actually thought the show was going to be a documentary but it's actually an episodic series Yeah, Yeah. yeah couldn't watch it it was too real (laughs) <laughs> because I, I read up all the details yeah. and then watching how well they reenacted it yeah. made me feel fucking weird. Yeah. It creeped me the fuck out because at first, because when I was on Twitter, there was a lot of people saying like, this is disgusting. You're just re-traumatizing the families that went through this stuff. And I didn't understand because I, I know that there's a lot of documentaries that kind of already do this. Yeah. But I didn't know that this wasn't a documentary and how accurate these actors were. And Bro, the writing, it was- It's kind of, heavy. It is fucking heavy. Fucking Heavy. I can handle some pretty foul shit, pretty dark, gory, like nasty shit. But I think I'm maybe like four episodes in. I really can't watch more than like even during one episode. I'm thinking halfway through, like, dude, I might just watch the rest of this another time, man. Dog, I watched the fir- like half of the first episode, yeah. and because I read so much of that shit, yeah, I just it was it almost felt wrong for me to watch this shit. Right. Because you're being entertained. I'm being entertained by this fucking psychopath. This guy killed damn near what? 20 something people. It was or 17, 17 people or some shit. Uh, Double digit for sure. Double digit digit for sure. Enough to be an infamous person. And he ate some of them, ate their hearts. Ate their hearts. Yeah. Like the the whole backstory of Jeffrey Dahmer. And I'm pretty sure you guys, if you guys haven't watched the show already, I'll give you guys a little background of him. So, I, I I jog at night, right? I'm jogging like a mile and a half too. First of all, the way this infomercial video that I that I was listening to <laughs> fucked me up a little bit because in the beginning he goes, Jeffrey Dahmer was a young teen where he tried to kill a local jogger in his neighborhood as I'm jogging in the middle of the night. <laughs> but this guy got really lucky because the one day that Jeffrey Dahmer was trying to hide, he had a baseball bat or something like that and he was trying to kill this guy is the day that he wasn't there. Mm. And that was the first time that he was trying to murder somebody. Yeah. Um. And it's weird how you, when we go back into the topic of this broken justice system, there were so many fucking times where Jeffrey Dahmer could have gotten caught. Right. Oh yeah, dude. Especially with that fucking minor, that Asian the, kid. The, the Laotian the kid. kid. Yeah, yeah. Or I know that story. I didn't see the show, dude, but I always knew that that's story. That's fucking crazy, man. Yeah. It's like, and then the, the fucking call after his neighbor follows up. Hey, 
so you guys, why'd you guys leave? He's like, ah, there's nothing to worry about. He's like, are you sure? Like, that looks like a child to me. So no, no, no. It's just, it's just some like boyfriend, boyfriend thing. He's like, no, no, no. But it looks like a child. Did you see his ID to make sure he's in a, it's like, ma'am, don't worry about it. We told you we took care of. So like, not only was it reported, cops showed up, went into his room to investigate smells that foul ass smell from a fucking body in a vat of acid so, you know so if you guys like if you have never smelled a decaying body yeah I, the only reason i know is because I, I smelled like roadkill like a, there was a dead dog when i was walking around long beach and mm-hmm. there was this dead animal i think it was a dead dog yeah. that was just there it was, oh, was kind of a bad neighborhood foul, bro and it is i don't know if it's because of something instinctual in us as yeah. human beings yeah when i smelled that shit I immediately knew it was a carcass mm-hmm. and I've never smelt one before. Yeah. And my hairs on my arms raised up and I wanted to throw up. I was just yeah. going to say your hair stands up. Yeah. 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 So there's something instinctual in us when we smell this, that we know that this is a unique and weird smell. It doesn't, it smells like a dead body yeah. and I've never smelt a dead body before. And then these cops just smelt it like, you know, yeah, maybe it's like, some Febreze or yeah, something. It's, like, it's like, what's that smell? He's like, oh, it's just, you know, pork meat that went bad. Yeah, it know? is It is absolutely insane. So this kid, the, the, the Laotian kid, who I believe he was 14 years old. Yes. Yeah, 14. Um, so Jeffrey Dahmer was doing experimental shit where he was trying to lobotomize yep. people to make sure that they're zombies so he could fuck them over yeah. and over and oh, over God. again. So that they would never leave him. Exactly. So he was trying to put, a, I, I believe it was, hydrogen chloride or hydrogen peroxide in his brain. He was doing multiple different like lobotomy experiments. Yeah. And so he was, it didn't work. Obviously the kid ran away. This kid's outside cops. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done. Well, I absolutely love this because you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, Whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Genius Brain listeners, this podcast is brought to you by Hero Bread. Listen, I've talked about Hero Bread a million times over, and I'm telling you right now, they have some of the best guilt-free bread I've ever had in my life, and I'm not just saying that. I'm talking about taste and texture-wise. You just can't beat it. Hero Bread has zero to one grams of net carbs, zero gram sugar, and is high in fiber. And guess what? Now it's made with heart-healthy olive oil for an added boost of healthy fats as well. I'm telling you right now, I made a BLT with this, and it was freaking delicious. If I, if I eat bread, this is the bread that I'm eating. You guys have to get this. I'm not just saying it. It's so 
freaking good. You could do whatever you want with this type of stuff. I mean, they even have burger breads, right? So if you want to make a, a fire-ass burger, they got like tortillas too for their – if you if you eat breakfast burritos as much as I do. Dude, money. It's so freaking good. It's hard to say which one my favorite stuff is just because like if I'm going to make a wrap or I'm going to do any type of sandwich of any sort, I'm going to use Hero Bread because I get to eat without all the guilt and it's literally my favorite. So genius brain listeners, do not miss out on this. Make sure you get Hero Bread. You will not regret it. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order for their new recipe. Go to hero.co and use code genius10 at checkout. That's G-E-N-I-U-S one zero at hero.co. Hey, all, it's David So, and if you want to listen to Genius Brain without ads, now you can. Just go to geniusbrain.supercast.com or click the link in the episode description, and you can get a one-week preview of the ad-free version for free. You'll get ad-free listening to the show. You can listen on almost any podcasting app, and you'll be supporting my show, too. That's geniusbrain.supercast.com. Thanks. Take him. Bleeding from his head, mind you. Bleeding from his fucking head escorts him Back to Jeffrey Dahmer's fucking apartment. Yeah, was he naked too, or something? I think he was like half yeah, naked. Yeah, he's like naked. half naked. Yeah, and yeah. the 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 fucked up thing about this too is that that cop got interviewed or um kind of I won't say like debriefed, and he said there was nothing wrong. Like I couldn't, there was nothing wrong with the situation for me to feel like yeah. something was wrong. It was Minus a, a hole yeah. in his fucking exactly. skull. I mean, like I I don't know if I should say it, but this sounds like. Peak white privilege. Because <laughs> yeah. if a black dude yeah. lost his oh, yeah. you know, 14-year-old boyfriend bleeding sure. from the head, For I sure. mean, come well, on. Well, that and it took place in like a neighborhood or an apartment complex with a lot of minorities. Yeah. It was a black woman who reported yeah. it. You know, so they're just kind of like. He told her like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, it's a lover's quarrel. Like, yeah. stay out of it. Like the lady was like trying to plead with the cop. Yeah. Like, yo, this is fucked up. I know there's something wrong with this guy. She goes, she tells him, tells her to shut the fuck up. Yeah insane this is why I, I think like i these things like you you don't hear much about black serial killers right and it makes me think like is this just some shit white people do this crazy shit <laughs> right or is it because black people are aware of white privilege and they can't get away with this shit <laughs> yeah. they're extra careful it's not that you they know? haven't tried it's just because of this fucking Drop. racist society they have to be better serial killers it's true I, that's true i, I mean, mean he it, it was so weird okay i mean we can go into this whole like psychology of like how he developed as a serial killer he had a really fucked up life um fucked up childhood growing up as a kid yeah. his mom was like pills and yeah, drugs or whatever. while she was pregnant yeah her, his father was a scientist and he actually started getting into like dismembering animals and bleaching bones because that's what his father did uh, as a scientist so that was like his first introduction yeah um there was points where there was a story um where uh he was being interviewed and he told the story about the first time that he ever like enacted in like uh, a killing a living thing was when he brought this tadpole in for show and tell yeah. and then the teacher gave that tadpole to one of his classmates yeah pissed him off he goes with, over to his friend's house, pours steals gasoline. It. No, that in the show, he steals oh, it. In okay. real life, he actually poured gasoline and, and killed the tadpole. Oh. There was another part where he killed a dog in the forest. He impaled the fucking dog's head onto a stake and left it in the forest. Dude, All that, these signs. Is that's the telltale sign of like serial killers is, it, is like people in childhood, like kids who kill animals. Yeah. yeah. So there were all, there was a point where he actually had a dead body in his car and there was like, you already dismembered it in plastic bags and a cop pulled him over and he goes, yeah. oh, what's, what's back there? He goes, dead bodies. They laugh and then he just drives them. Oh my God. 
Yeah. How fucking nuts is that shit, dude? The, the, the Jeffrey Dahmer thing blew my fucking mind. That's why I couldn't watch the show. I understand why family members who have gone through this would be so against this thing because it creeped me out and I'm, I'm on the periphery, right? I'm just yeah. watching it for quote unquote entertainment. It's too real for me to watch. Like, and look, we see some fucked up shit. One of my favorite movies is Old Boy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, you know, it, you know, the props to the actor because you know who that guy is, the kid? He's he's the dude who played Quicksilver in X-Men. Right. Oh, really? Right. That's him. Yeah. yeah. He looks exactly like him. <laughs> yeah. And apparently uh, he's also an American horror story too, right? Uh, that I've actor. Because he's played like Mar- or, uh, uh uh, who, the fucking the Manson family. Who's the, the cult leader? Uh, Charles. Manson. Charles. Charles Manson. He played him. Uh, he played like all these. Hey, put crazy- that full on watch, dude. I don't yeah. trust him, dude. It's he his played sunken him- eyes, man. <laughs> he played him too well, dude. Freak me the fuck yeah. out, dude. So I, I kept on listening um, to all the stuff, and I was reading more about him. All of his victims are. He was gay, closeted gay. He went to move in with his grandma because his parents couldn't really deal with him, and I guess the only person that had a calming presence on him was his grandma as a child. And then he just kept dismembering bodies and his grandma would complain about the smell or whatever. And he would just deflect. He eventually moved out, moved into an apartment. Uh, he actually went into the military. Yeah, he did. He was in the military and he yeah. was fucking drugging and butt fucking the shit out of people, dude. The fuck? Yeah. yeah. So not including the 17 people that he murdered or so or whatever the double digits of people that he murdered. I don't know how many people this fool raped. Yeah, exactly. all these people he violated. And yeah. Shit. yeah. And the, the weirdest thing about this guy is that when people would talk about him, they say like he, actually about a lot of serial killers, they're highly sociable. Like when you talk to them, you can't really tell. Mm. They're like the talk of the town. It, it's the same same thing with the guy who was um, the killer clown. D- Gacy. Gacy, yeah. Gacy. John Wayne Gacy. John yeah. Wayne Gacy. He was a community leader, yeah. right? Everybody in the town loved him. He dressed up as a clown doing like community parties for kids. People yeah. fucking love this guy, but he had like 30 some odd dead bodies yeah. in his floorboards in his house. There's the other dude. Um, it's it's like the fucking three kings here of serial killers. Who's that other guy? Very famous serial killer. Um, but he, he would pick up girls all the time and just kill them and, and like oh. and fuck their dead bodies. Uh, fuck so there's Gacy, there's Dahmer, and then the third one. He was got the first guy super the, famous. The, the, the docuseries. Yeah. He was yeah. the onslaught yeah. of all the, the, the stuff. The dude that uh, girls liked. Yeah, he girls found like him handsome. Him fuck, what's his name? Oh, yeah, man. I can't, we can't remember it. But the, yeah, this they guy. They all have the same glasses though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the serial killer starter kit. Yeah, this guy was a good looking dude. I can't believe I can't remember. He's yeah, so I fucking famous. Fuck, yeah, I can't remember his but, name either. Um, like, yeah, he would like hide their dead bodies go back to the dead bodies like days, even weeks later while they're rotting and you get turned on and like- Ted Bundy. Ted, Ted Bundy. Bundy. Yeah, yeah. He'd fuck their like fucking rotten bodies. Yeah. You know, he'd fuck their dead eye holes and shit, you know? Yeah. Like that kind of disgusting That is shit. so fucking disturbing, man. It's like, you know, I don't know what it is. Like, was it just because they could get away with it in the 70s? Is it just that much harder to get away with it now? Because we're way Dude, more informed. Was the first time he ever killed, um, what's his face? Not not John Wayne Gacy. I'm forgetting his fucking name already. Jeffrey Dahmer. Dahmer. Oh, Jeffrey Dahmer. He fucking bludgeoned somebody to death with a fucking dumbbell. This hitchhiker. Yeah. And yeah. he found out that he wasn't gay, and he was he was well. I guess I can't really fuck fuck this guy. So he decided to bludgeon somebody with a dumbbell. Dude, in insane and yeah. you know, there's so many murder and there's probably more things that he has done that people can't even account for mm. even this even though he confessed to all the stuff the best 
I guess like the best, but if you guys don't know, he actually died in jail because he was serving like five or six consecutive life sentences, right? And there was another guy who was a murderer that fucking killed him in the showers in prison. Oh, really? Uh, it was a black guy. Yeah. Fucking beat this shit, beat him to death, yeah. right? And he, when he talked about him beating him, bludgeoning him to death, like um, he said that he had no facial expression, no emotion, no noise. And he wow. just took it. Fuck. The guy is a fucking psychopath. I mean, Did was it, it because it was uh, he was a child molester kind of guy? I'm pretty sure because he just killed all black people. Yeah. Right. Killed a lot of black people. Yeah. Right. And it's just a creepy motherfucker in general. And, right? You know, during this time, homophobia was probably fucking rampant. Yeah. You know, racism fucking rampant. So they didn't care about these people's lives, no right. matter how many times they reported about it. And that was like the huge thing that was going on. There was protests about it. It was all over the news, newspapers, about how this was a clear sign of racism, how much the fucking law enforcement was super biased. Like they just didn't care about these marginalized people. They did not fucking care. Yeah. I wasn't there at the time, obviously, but I can clearly see that because that's still an issue today. Obviously not to that extent, but how infuriating is that? Like how fucking infuriating? It took like, almost like a high double digit amount of these people to die be like okay and it took a guy to run out butt naked and jump on top of a cop car to be like maybe something's wrong here right yeah. right and and the travesty of it all is that it could have been stopped multiple times yeah before it got anywhere near i mean should any you know even one death is one too many but yeah it could have been stopped so many times and the fact that and most likely because he's white he was able to get by get a pass for even as creepy as that motherfucker looks and and talks he was able to still get a pass dude that when i when i was uh reading up about uh john wayne like i could, I did this thing where i go into rabbit holes yeah, <laughs> yeah like yeah, john yeah. wayne gacy i was like this fucking nut job dude yeah he it was like the most amount of like murders a serial killer has ever done in the united states or some shit like that yeah and they were all under the floorboards and this guy had absolutely no remorse so towards because he actually got the death sentence but it took about 15 years for him mm -hmm. to get it because mm -hmm. he kept on doing these plea deals until it ran out and i think um well, his last meal was a bucket of kfc Jeez. um and a, and a few other things but before he passed away i think he said fuck you <laughs> or like go to hell yeah so he had absolutely no remorse he wanted to kill these people yeah and he killed fucking everybody i i read a story about his first murder mm -hmm. And it was with a teenage boy, right? Uh, Gacy, I think. Or yeah. was it Dahmer? Shit, I can't remember. But I mean, like, he had hooked up with a kid, Eek. you know, and in the morning, um, when he woke up, he saw the kid with a knife in his hand. So we went over, went over and beat the shit out of him, took the knife and killed him instead, the kid, right? And then what he actually realized was, like, that kid made breakfast. <gasps> for him and he had the knife because he made a pie or some shit i don't know and he was trying to come in the room and say hey i made breakfast but he saw a knife and just attacked him and killed him and that's where he was like i like this shit like killing and he <laughs> that's how he found and out his, huh? and then he went ahead and kept like Whoa, fucking other people wow. and killing them wow. you know? that's 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 what awakened his yeah monster inside of him yeah and this fool just ate breakfast after like, probably, he probably did probably he finished his food yeah, yeah man before even you know dealing with the body he's probably like well i can't let that go to waste yeah <laughs> it's it's kind of insane like i didn't realize how many like i never really wanted to look into serial killers right because i actually used to listen to this podcast called sword and 
Bone or Sword and Scale. Have mm-hmm. you heard of this book? So Sword and Scale is actually a a a podcast about serial killers um, and multiple like crimes and cases. And I used to listen to shit because my brother got me into it. And it was, you know, kind of interesting at first. And the last one that I listened to cut me off of the podcast forever because it, it, I don't know if it made me sad per se, but it fucking fucked with me a little bit. Yeah. So there was this guy and he was talking about, um, he, I'm not, if he was a serial killer or a serial rapist or whatever the fuck he was, right? But basically he raped his daughter, mm. um, this daughter. And the way he was talking made me angry and also made me disgusted. So they, the person that's interviewing the serial killer or whatever, after they get caught, he was basically saying, he was talking about what he would do to his daughter. And he was saying that, oh yeah, so my daughter, um, even if she didn't have to go to the bathroom, I would make her go to the bathroom and I would watch her pee. And I would never, she was not allowed to leave that room until she had to take a piss. If not, I would beat the fuck out of her. Jesus. And I was like, I can't listen to this shit, man. Yeah. Yeah. And he would talk about it as if it was a dumb question being asked. To yeah, him. no, I mean, some of those guys talk about it very matter of fact. And that's another thing to point out. Why are they all men too? <laughs> yeah, that- what the fuck? <laughs> I don't, have you, do you know of any female Serial there killers? probably is, but they're all men. Yeah, yeah, they don't they don't get the media attention. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, like maybe the guys or maybe it's it. not as gruesome or ever as as bad. Yeah, um, they just tie men up and nag them. Yeah, because there's hours. there's no, another kidding. famous uh, <laughs> one damn. of the most famous serial killers, Ed Kemper, right? Who decapitated his mom and skull fucked her decapitated head. And they asked, "Why did you do it?" Is that because she used to always nag, and I just wanted her to shut the fuck up. Jesus oh God, Christ. Dude. These dude. fucking sociopaths. Yeah. Like well, you also know about, um, you know, Patton Oswalt's wife who passed away. She was trying to find a serial killer out of space out of Sacramento, what? my hometown. Oh, really? So this is like back in the day where Sacramento is a farm town, right? So um, it's just a small town. Everybody knows everybody. And uh, there was a, I can't remember the serial killer's name. If you know in the comments. Zodiac killer? Oh, I think it was the Zodiac yeah, because killer. He, he was killing out uh, in the Bay, like Vallejo. And, yeah, yeah, it is the Zodiac killer. So he got caught only not that long ago. No, no, he never, no, he got, never caught. got caught. Oh, yeah, he, then it's yeah, probably somebody else. It's probably somebody okay. else. Yeah. So, it's, well, he got caught, right? In his old, old ass, old age. Yeah. And so my buddy that I know personally in Sacramento told me, he goes, I actually know him. I was like, how? I was like, he was just this, he was like, I know his kids because his kids went to my high school. But the, even their kids knew that his dad was a little off. They just didn't know what the fuck he, mm-hmm. why he was so weird. But he was this notorious fucking serial killer that never got caught. He just got really, really old. Yeah. But his dad was always, their dad was always fucking weird, always a little off. But he told me like they knew about him in the community. He was like this weird dude. But he would go around like murdering and raping people. Yeah. So one of the like famous stories that people say is that he would break into these homes. He would have a gun. And he would rape um, the wives of these husbands and he would place a bunch of plates onto the husbands as they're laying down. And he goes, if I hear those plates fucking move, I'm not only going to rape your wife, I'm going to murder her, I'm going to murder you. So they would have to watch their wives get raped. My God. This is fucking nuts. And this is like a famous dude like in the Bay Area, in the Sacramento area. And I think he, he only got caught recently. And he was just a part of the community. Nobody fucking knew. Had a wife, had like a few kids. And my friend went to school with their kids. Crazy. How nuts is that shit, dude? Blows my mind. That's why we need state-sponsored fucking counseling. Yeah. <laughs> Therapy, man. Like, 
I mean, and, and that's the thing. Maybe we're not hearing like, of, because there were so many of these serial killers. We hear that about them and they're from the 70s, the you know, 80s or some shit. It seems like something happened, like whether it's the internet, like in the 90s, but then they just kind of stopped coming about, like as as terrible as as you're describing. Right, it. right. You know, that shit like seems to have gone away, but, you know, back to where, you know, where we are, like uh, I had originally talked about the state of our society today. Like, I heard that there was a new serial killer coming around, like in California. Or not. God damn it. Really? I forget if it was kind of, but then it was in the news. That, uh-huh. Like, because we don't hear about serial killers in modern day. Yeah, anymore. yeah. It seems to be a phenomenon of the past. That's where true. There was no telecommunications, I guess, or there wasn't the amount of law enforcement. But something about the past, like, made it so like open for these serial killers to just do their thing. Yeah. Bro, I get, you know, and I, I don't know if this is, obviously I haven't seen any statistics or numbers for this shit, but just us talking about it, like how scary is it to be a fucking woman, dude? Like how <laughs> fucking scary is this shit? I know. Like yeah. even when I think about Mariel traveling, I, I get, sometimes I get worried. I'm like, yeah. I always tell her like, listen, keep your fucking wits about you. Don't be fucking going to bars and having your drinks open. I don't trust any of these fucking oh, for men. sure. For sure. You, you, you have to have your guards up as a woman. Just, yeah. just, just to be careful, you know? And, and it sucks. Yeah, it fucking, fucking sucks, terrible. man. It's terrible that women need to have a system in place when they're going out on a date. Like, hey, uh, I'm going to be texting you uh, where we're at. Yeah, you I know. know what I mean? Like, I've never done that as a dude on a date before. I, I never think twice about covering my drink. Dude, yeah. some, let me <laughs> tell you something. <laughs> I'm 200 pounds. Somebody takes my butt. Hey, you deserve it, dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, you earned that, that shit. You, you earned that. <laughs> After I wake up with my butt sore, I'm like, if I can make him a gold medal and put it over his neck. Jeez. <laughs> You earned that pleasure yeah. hole, my friend. Like, how did you turn me around? Like, dead weight? I'm pretty heavy, bro. He's like, what you think I live for? Full hot buff and shit. You deadlifts me. Oh, I my guess God. It's like a power and control thing, right? Oh, yeah, for The same sure. reason why, like, we see a lot of assaults happening out there. Like, it seems to be a big person who just fucks with somebody smaller than them because they can. Yeah. Right? And, like, at this point, our society is in tune to know that that shit's wrong. And especially like at this point for men to be taking advantage of women, like that's just wrong. Oh, I mean, you know, because and like, that's a part of our society, our culture today, our generation is like, we, we, we're not down with that well, shit. I mean, you want to talk about, you know, those type of issues. Look at Iran right now. Oh, right? bro, man. dude. What, what was when I, man, I, I feel kind of bad because, you know, there are things that I really want to talk about on this podcast, but there's so many things that kind of like, it's hard for me to read mm-hmm. about this stuff because mm-hmm. it fucks with my head so much. Yeah. It, it really keeps me up at night. And, you know, kind of reading about this from a cursory sense, like I didn't read too much about it, but it's that woman who got fucking bludgeoned to death yeah. by the morality police yeah. <laughs> because she was, you know, indecently, whatever, exposing herself by whatever Iranian law of like whatever this morality police or with the morality that they uphold. Yeah. But she got fucking bludgeoned to death. Could you fucking imagine i mean that's third world level right there man the fucking life is cheap out there especially if you're a woman because she was wearing her hijab wrong or something right well yeah yeah they're saying that they don't want to wear it you know and basically that's what the protests are with women kind of rebelling by taking it off 
Well, apparently, so originally it was like she was wearing it wrong according to the morality mm. morality pro- police, and the protests now are just like fuck it then. Yeah, you know, fuck you. We're not wearing this. If you're gonna things. kill me anyways, why right. the yeah. fuck would I wear this shit? Right. Yeah. Like and like, it's fucked up because out there, like misogyny is so fucking hardcore. You know, and look, I, you can call it an in a sense, like an honor killing. And you guys know what honor killings are? Like it's, it's tied to the religion. Yeah. Like a lot of, uh, you know, uh, you know, in a lot of Muslim countries. Let, let, well, let's preface that by saying it's extremist. It's extremist. Yeah. It's, you know, yeah. Extreme, extremist Muslims. Like, let's say you renounce your faith and you become another religion. Let's say you're wearing a hijab wrong. Let's say you're not following this or that wrong. Or it's whatever happens, like your family Usually it's fucked up, but the family members, like the father or brother, will kill, you know, their own family members. There's a sister or their daughter because they lost their virginity. Right. They're, they're not wearing their or following the theocratic laws, right? You know, and and I met a guy who went through something like this in Iraq. Um, there's this guy I met. So funny, like he learned English from watching Friends. Just you know? like the BTS member. Yeah. <laughs> Friends is that influential. And I don't care what anybody yeah. says. It's a funny ass show, right? But he watched Friends. Um, and that's how he learned to speak English. And then um, uh, he invited us to his house to meet his family and all these things, you know? And uh, his dad has three wives. Went to his house. There's Panther. three wives. And I guess he has like nine plus children. <laughs> and his dad would speak uh, his, the son we know would translate for us he's yeah. like he straight up just said I was like do you think it's weird what that I have three wives what do you think I'm like mm, I don't know you must like, be bro, a very you do you bro yeah. like if you can handle yeah, it it's a lot of headaches <laughs> yeah and then like he, his dad told us this joke where like um, he said you know before the, the war um, the women would always walk uh, five feet behind the men. The men would walk in front, you know? Um, How do they hold their hands? <laughs> they don't. That's, no they touching. Don't. Yeah, yeah, they don't. Right. Dude, public PDA is not a thing, bro. God damn. <laughs> and then he said, but after the war, when the Americans came here, the women now walk five feet ahead of the men. We're like, really? Why? And he says, so they can... Check for landmines. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. So I'm like, God. Ed, get the fuck out of here, dude. Are you for real oh right now? I mean, God. it was a joke. He was telling us a joke. Oh, but there's we were some all truth to it. You know? And every, you're just quiet. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, I'm kidding halfway. Uh, I but, only so we, we were talking to the dude we originally met, the guy who learned English to friends and just getting to know him. And he told me, Told us like he had a girlfriend, you know, but when the family, her family found out that they were dating, like he, he straight up, like they were fucking, you know. And I think when the family found out that she had lost her virginity, they, they beat the shit out of him. He told, the, he told me about how he was in the hospital for weeks, fucked him up so bad, you know. And to a degree, I can understand that part. But the other half is like, what happened to your girlfriend? 
he was instantly like I could see the the PTSD. That she was honor killed. Honor killed. Yeah. There was a a story out in the UK where something like this happened. It was a father found out that the daughter was having relations with somebody. I don't know if that person was Muslim or not, but either way, having a relationship outside of marriage. um, Yeah. He fucking honor killed his daughter in the UK and uh, in Europe. You guys can look that up. Uh, I think we did a JK News on it. Mm. And it was like, in his mind, he goes, I had to. This is a part of my religion, you know? And in order to save her, he had to fucking honor kill her. And yeah. He just, I, th- I think I remember actually reading about that. Jesus, man. That's It's almost like if, if he hadn't done that, then his entire family would be dishonored. Right, right. You know, it's, it's just in their society. So fucking backwards ass shit, man. But, you know, it. That's that's daily life. Those are the rules out there, especially in a place like a third world country where… Yeah, extreme. They'll, they'll, they'll cut your hand off for theft. Right. And this is what I was saying too. And I remember I just read this comment that was just so obnoxious. It was like, I said, um, so I was alluding to the fact that I find it very odd for people who haven't traveled outside of this country, right? And I'm talking about for, you know, for a lot of Christian people who have to do missionary trips, we get to yeah. see some fucked up shit. Um, they go, America has become the worst country to live in this world. And I'm like, I don't think you know. <laughs> how it is to live in other countries you just read an article about a girl who got bludgeoned to death because she wore a hijab wrong yeah. right we just we and this was during the time we were mentioning it uh about during the the war you know ukraine and russian as this is happening people are in twitter are like it sucks to be an american because it's the worst country to live in and then somebody wrote in the comment it's like well you can't you can't compare trauma to trauma yes i can yeah in this case i can for you to talk about this country being the most horrific place to live in blows my mind when you have the knowledge of the internet and you could read all this stuff and you're retweeting the stuff about how terrible this is and then you didn't get your starbucks order right and then you're like the disrespect i faced today (laughs) like let's not get it twisted yes the things that are happening here can be horrific and it's terrible but i agree we live in a fucking very privileged first world country you know, this it's not this fucking place where you have to work. The life is cheap, and you got to worry about honor killings. And you yeah. know, I mean, like that's nothing. Like poor people have the internet here. You know, yeah, right. If they find it somehow, you know, like the way that's why whatever, the homeless boost mobile. Yeah, that's why the homeless like, people go to the library to masturbate there because right. they watch porn on the fucking. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you know, fucking uh, what's it called? Um, Jeffrey Dahmer, this fool uh, did some indecent exposure. He was jacking off, showing his dick to people. That fool had to pay a $50 fine back in the day. That's oh, my it. God. That fool flashed his dick around kids. They're like, 50 bucks. Yeah, we're square. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, like that's it. Off. All right, I'm going to do it again. Then, yeah. You know? I mean, listen, like, you know, to go back to the first topic that we're talking about, just to reiterate, man, like, we're, I'm, I'm going to post this girl's GoFundMe for her father's, like, funeral proceedings. Like, I'm so curious to see, like, I wonder how people feel about this. And I do want people to understand, like, listen, I, I, I'm never siding with people who are thieves. Right. But I do value human life on both sides. That girl is a piece of shit. And that girl, she either needs to be in jail for fucking life or stabbing somebody to death over a fucking wig piece. Absolutely. And then also, too, I didn't mention this. She did a fucking IG live after this. Yeah. Oh that's God. that's the most terrible thing about it, man. It's just, just like the AMA Reddit guy. These two people, to me, like, <laughs> bothers me. It bothers me. That's, that's kind of like where it's just fucking mind-blowingly stupid is that we live in this world of, you know, this instant gratification through a screen and like you're always on, right? Whether you're broadcasting on Instagram or TikTok, whatever. And some of these people who are 
obviously kind of fucked up in the head. That doesn't change for them. Their heinous actions still are broadcasted yeah. on there because that's just what life is They're now. It's just like putting evidence into the crime. They don't think about it like that, yeah. though. They just think about it from a standpoint of, oh, this just happened. So, I, yeah, exactly. Clout, I got to tell people I, yeah, about yeah, this. Don't, don't fuck with me yeah. kind of bullshit. But like, it's like, dude, you fucking stupid. Bitch made cuntbag, man. You have any idea like how... Like, this is a guy who was an immigrant, right? Comes to this country, opens up his own business, and to fucking get stabbed to death by this piece of shit over a fucking wig, dude. Blows my mind. I know, man. I know, but... Blows my fucking mind. I couldn't imagine if somebody did that to my father. I know. That's what I was telling Ed, like, earlier. I was like, dude, I can't even imagine what I would do if that was my... Because, like, while I was watching the clip of, of kind of the altercation that happened before the stabbing, I was just seeing my dad. Yeah. And I was like, my blood started to fucking boil inside. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. When I see something like that, what I'm thinking, my initial thinking is. Kill him. Yeah, exactly. I, I have murderous intent. Well, that's part of the, a lot of the opposition we had from the last podcast we did. Yeah. It's because people do see that and it does make their blood boil. Yeah. And it does call, it gives them a conviction to do something like to take up action. Yeah. But like, I'll reiterate this again. Like, is it for the sake of humanity or really you just want revenge? Revenge, exactly. Are you in acting in fear or are you trying to make this place, you know, a, a better place to live in? Because it's not like I don't feel that too. Yeah. Like, I, I, you know, yeah. I think like it's easy for me to say, I wish I could, if that happened to my father, I would find that girl and I would fucking stab her to death. Bro, yeah. but feeling just like it you is, did to my father. Yeah, feeling it is one thing. I'm saying I felt that. Now, yeah. would I actually act no. on it as a as a grown, mature man? No, yeah. I wouldn't, right? Or, or I would have to do like use every fucking ounce of restraint in my body to prevent myself from doing it. But I would think of the repercussions. Right. That's the core word. You think about it. Yeah. Yeah. You think about it. Yeah. So and, much of the bullshit that we see is because people aren't thinking right? yeah. about it. And I want to be better than that. you know. And here's the hard part too. And I think that, I had an issue with people celebrating the like death. Yeah. I can't celebrate with you on that type of stuff. I can't celebrate the fact that this kid got stabbed and he's paralyzed. I'm not doing any of that shit. I'm looking at the tragedy. I got disturbed by people cheering this person on like he's a fucking hero. Yeah. That's my problem. Yeah. Right? So, so we're not here talking hypotheticals either. What shoulda, woulda, coulda happened. We're talking about what happened. Yeah, what actually happened. What yeah. happened. You know, because a lot of the comments I read too. Well, what if... But, you know, this could have, it's like, no, but that's not what happened. Yeah. We don't yeah, need to no. talk about the what ifs. Just look at, yeah, how it, it there's video evidence. Yeah. <laughs> there's not, it's not even described. You can watch what happened. Watch it. <laughs> yeah. I, know. I know. And, you know, I know it's a weird thing. It's like, oh, you just, and then people will twist your words constantly. It doesn't really matter. They go, so you're saying you would be, or you, why are you mentioning, you know, Bart getting stabbed to death and dying? I was like, I'm talking about your logic. Like things have to be dealt with blood, mm -hmm. right? And so despite all the stuff, the transformation this man has changed, he's become all the good that he has done in his community, redemption. what he's done for him, right? His yeah. redemption arc or whatever the fuck it is. By your fucking logic, because he was this affiliated gang member, whoever he hung out with, was like he, when he dies, you should all celebrate and say he deserved his death. Because of his past. Because of his past. And we're seeing that as a problem now in our social lives. Cancel culture. Yeah. Mm. You know, and now it's, it's stepping up to a point where we're actually seeing people being killed and they're, they're people celebrating it. Yeah. It's fucking wild. And so when I cry over the fact over my, my brother's dead body, are you guys going to say to me, well, look at you defending this fucking piece of shit? Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, you know, in 2000, 
you know, for, you know, this guy did this, this guy said that. So he's like that, but that's not what happened today. That's, but the thing is, it's easy to pass judgment when you're doing it on the other side of a screen and it doesn't involve anybody, you know? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's so easy to do, but it's like, yeah, well, imagine you in your shoes having to pay for your mistakes that you made when you were younger, when you were stupid and you're not that person anymore. But somehow, some way, it comes to light today. You got to pay for it now. Yeah, you got to pay for it either through getting canceled and or getting, you know, assaulted or, you know, God forbid, even getting killed for it. Then then what? Yeah. Right? Then then your your uh, reaction to it and your thoughts on it completely change. Like, well, but, but there's yeah. a lot of butts now. Yeah. Uh, your butts weren't that for this, though. I want to tell people, man, there's a, and my point being is that it's not as easy as everybody's making it sound, right? I'm talking about the spectrum and how complicated this stuff is. These issues are never black and white. There's this weird gray metal in between, right? Where I have to believe in like, for me and my, maybe my sanity, and I could be wrong in this case, and this is probably what people hate about me. It's like, I, I want to believe in the good of people and humanity and the ability to change, right? I don't think it's my place or to, to take somebody's life away, right? And it's hard because I've been in those situations where, yeah, if I had to, if somebody came into this we're right now barging in and I had my gun and I'm thinking like this guy's trying to rob us and kill us. Yeah, I'd probably be in that situation. I'd probably kill that guy, right? Because I'm going to value my life and my friend's life first. So yeah, I might, even in this case, it might seem a little hypocritical, but I guess my point is, is like, I number one, I didn't like people celebrating that kid as a fucking hero, right? And I value my life over products is mainly the points that I was saying, right? And these situations are not black and white. It's, it's complicated. It's nuanced. It's loaded, man. It's loaded with a lot of shit. I mean, some people might be able to relate more based on personal experience and some people are just looking at it on very surface level. And again, they're passing judgment behind the screen, behind the keyboard. That's what I call vicarious PTSD. Yeah. There you the go. The fact that you, you saw a video clip, it didn't happen to you, but you empathize very hard because that person looks like you. Yeah. You it's know? and it's fine to have empathy. It's yeah. completely fine to have empathy, but the moment you cross that line into pa passing judgment yeah. of being like this person is an absolute whatever because of this that's where I think you're alluding to the fact that it can be gray area, yeah. right? I, like I said, I just felt really sickened. I think I wouldn't have had such a a hard stance on this if it wasn't for that fucking AMA Reddit. Yeah. That's the shit that fucked with me hard. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was if, shocked. If, I didn't yeah. even know. It, that would fuck with me. If that shit just happened and I said like, damn, that's fucked up situation, you know, the law will deal with it kind of thing. Then you see this guy's Glowing. entire, yeah, his whole MO about it. And like, it's as if like he was so glad that his security camera Caught, caught the fact that he stabbed somebody yeah, to death so that it's, he can post it and ugh, gloat shit, about it because he posted on instagram he posted on reddit Everywhere. i mean come on he was clout chasing man yeah. he was clout chasing through killing somebody yeah. and, and justifying and it and then people see us being upset with that and think that we're defending yeah. the thieves like that's not what we're talking about yeah, it's, here. The, it's the behavior afterwards yeah you protected your life great fine that's all fine and good now why do you have to fucking go and do all this other bullshit yeah. about it right that makes it seem like you, you, you enjoyed it. Yeah, you, you, you kind of enjoyed somebody. it. It's fucking wild. Yeah, man. Well, I'm, I'm curious to see what you guys say in the comments. Once again, uh, the GoFundMe is going to be in the description box uh, below. Please donate if you can to um, this this tragedy that happened. I'm curious to see what you guys think about this. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm all over the place. Let's, let's predict the comments. 
Oh, I, I know. I know what the comments oh, see, are. David, you're a hypocrite because the last one you said, blah, 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 yeah, blah, well, well, you know, it's cool, man. Suck my dick. So, <laughs> uh, Secret Society Fall Line is coming out, man. Um, you guys see on my Instagram stories, I'm posting up what we did, man. This fucking this fall drop's gonna be insane, man. Like we're like I said, like this isn't a merch brand. This is a fucking full on clothing, clothing line, line, man. And we're 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 after all these big heads, the ones that fucking charge you three hundred bucks for a hoodie or whatever. We do what they do 10 times fucking better and a way better cost that you get this same or if not better quality. I'm dead serious about this shit, man. Like this is like one of our biggest passion projects that we kept for what, five, six years now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, at some points it would have made more sense to just call it quits, you know, Yeah. but kept, kept going at it, survived, endured. Now, oh, now we're, thri- <laughs> now we're thriving. You know, uh, we're, before we end this, we're gonna we're gonna show you guys what's up because on the video side, if you get to see yeah. this, man. Now, mind you guys, these are just the samples. These aren't the finished production pieces here, but this is our brand new color. Uh, Ugh. This is the mauve Fucking color. Amazing. Our first long sleeve tee. This nice. is a custom knit fabric. So yeah, we custom made this. Very soft hand feel. We got the uh, rubber vinyl cutout right here. Right. Mm. Don't you just want to keep touching it? Oh, that's no. oh my god! god. <laughs> right, oh, yo, this that's is pleasant, like right? Fucking my finger is getting its own little <laughs> yeah, exactly. ASMR. It's so pleasant oh, to touch. Oh shit! Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's the first time we're doing like a cutout of the logo here, like this. But more than that, this this fucking rubber vinyl is just so pleasant to look at and to touch. And again, first long sleeve tee. We got the secondary hit right here on the back with Ugh. the numbers. Um. Yeah, this shit is beautiful, dude. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a work of beauty right here, and I'm not even the, just uh, saying that. Crew neck. Okay, this is the crew neck here. Um, and for those of y'all listening, just trust me, okay? Just trust me. <laughs> it feels nice, all right? Same uh, same kind of thing. Yeah, very soft hand feel. Um, heavyweight. Yeah, Damn, oversized. This nice. If I was wearing this, I'd be just touching yeah, my chest. Exactly. All day. exactly. Uh, we got the uh, side slip pockets on this that you guys are familiar okay, with from okay. the uh, vintage shoes collection. It's the crew neck, and then same thing uh, with the number hits on the back. And we're keeping it simple this time, where we're just running one design. Um, where yeah, it's it's just the SS logo on the front, and then the numbers on the back for the tops. Dude, the the quality, the feel of this is amazing. And look. I'm not shitting on anybody's stuff who put their stuff out there. Like, listen, we different. Yeah, yeah. Look, <laughs> like, look. We 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 just keep trying to elevate with each new collection that we put out there because you know we've had the good fortune, especially from you guys. Thank you guys for your support. We, for real. Yeah, we've been growing and we've been doing relatively well considering where we were less than a year ago, right? Even a year ago. I mean, shit. You guys got to understand. We literally resurrected this shit from the dead less than a year ago yeah we relaunched kind of relaunched I, I look at it as a restart almost starting from scratch november of last year the pandemic butt fucked us yeah and so <laughs> it hasn't it hasn't even been a year since we came back although it's i'm not gonna lie it felt like 10 years for me yeah. in this in this time but yeah we just keep trying to step it up with each new collection that we drop and look even our production guy was like hey man you got to raise your prices. Like you you guys are crazy selling this at the prices you guys are selling it at. He's like, "Bro, these are easily 2-300 hoodies and and like crewnecks. Like what are you guys doing?" And look, we we try to give you value across the board. That's that's what we're always going to try to do. And and look, there are going to be times where we're going to have to raise our price points cuz you guys know 
costs are going up across the board, inflation, all that shit. Costs are always rising. As much as possible. Right, man. right. Like, but we're trying to still keep it very competitive relative to the market and the type of quality you would get out there for a price that's far, like two, three times, four times our cost. And we're, we're really trying to compete with that. So, And this is not lip service too. Like if you guys are into fashion and you've had like, you know, I, I know people who rock very, very expensive brands and those people who have bought our shit, they go like, yo, this is like similar, if not better shit. The, the best validation that we can get is when we get messages and emails like, you know, I would never spend X amount on a tee or a hoodie or whatever. But after getting your guys' stuff, I see it's worth every single dollar. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's the point too, right? Yeah. It's, it, it, you're not just, it's hard to describe. It's like, how, I don't know how many times you guys have ever bought shit just because of the name and the clout that you got from it, but you got a shit fucking product. And that happens so much in this oh, fashion yeah. industry. Yeah. It happens all the time. And listen, like I, I've, I've definitely been that, you know, little hype beast asshole that bought a couple of pieces. And then I remember like my, my, Biggest moment that I had was when I went to Japan and I was in like in the fashion district. I went to a specific streetwear brand mm. and the original tags from the blanks that they got <laughs> yeah, wasn't yeah. taken off on it. Yeah. And it was the shittiest blank ever. And the shirt was $140. Yeah. And I was willing to buy that because I wanted the hype. And then when I saw this, I was like, hold on a second. This shirt cost a dollar at a flea market. And they slapped slapped on their logo, and they were charging hundred and forty bucks for it. And I was willing to buy it. And, and exact, they do it because they can. Because yeah. there's thousands, tens of thousands of people like you who would gladly buy that shit because yeah. of the hype surrounding it. And look, man, I hope one day we can get to a point where we are a recognized, you know, name, household name from a brand standpoint. But more than that, like our our core thing is always trying to pay attention to the details and just offer great value across the I board. I just want people to walk out and then have somebody stop them and be like, "Where'd you get that sweater?" Yeah, and 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 again, when we hear about stuff like that, it's the yo. Before we go, I'll tell you a quick story. You know Megan, Megan yeah. King, right? She told me a story recently about her meeting an aunt and um, a nuna, right? She's like an older sister to me. Because of a secret society hat. And it turns out like one of them was wearing the hats like, hey, that's my friend's brand. It's like, wait, you know, so-and-so. And <laughs> it all connected them. And I was like, Man, that's so that's fucking tight. I was like, why didn't my aunt or my Nuna tell me about this? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Why are you the only one Man. telling me about this? That's amazing, but man. That's, you know, when I hear stuff like that, that's another thing that's really important to the brand aspect from like community, creating community through it. I always you know, wanted the idea of like, you know, like in Fight Club where kind of the marks on their faces is is the um, unspoken understanding that they're a part of this this club, right? right. This, this- Oh, the, the, the burn mark on yeah, their hand. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that kiss. too. I can't, listen, I can't wait till this shit is going to be like, I'm going to manifest it. I've been reading about <laughs> all these motherfuckers talking about this shit. I can't wait till this is like in- everybody's fucking closet. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, these, we re, we uh, redesigned the sweats too, a little more modern contemporary. And this is our turquoise. I fucking love this color, dude. Yeah. This is amazing. This is color. So these are two of our newer colors uh, that we're going to have five colors for this set in total, along with two new pants and I believe four new sweaters, knit sweaters. Uh, we're going to have new hats. We got a bunch Ooh, of dude, fucking- our, the, If you guys fucking loved- our our first launch with our crop pants. Yeah, the Chico pants. This the Chico is the pants. Version Ooh. 2.0. So version 2.0 is coming out in two colorways. Uh, we kind of um, 
tapered it a little bit more. So that's kind of what we're going for with this whole collection is we just want a little bit more contemporary tapered look. Now, a lot of the uh, tops are oversized, but I think there's this common misconception. Let, let's clear that up too. When, when people hear oversized, they just think like a triple XL fit. No, that's not what it means. The length of this, like, like for example, long sleeve tee. Yeah, it can fit right, but maybe it's baggier here or maybe it's baggier in the torso and the length is like more. So that can also be an oversized fit. But when people, I think, who don't really know too much about like fashion and, and, and these terms, they hear oversized, they just think, oh, it's going to fit like a double XL on me. No, 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 no. You could fit your normal size, but maybe it's just a little baggier fit, more boxier fit, you know? So you'll see this a lot with a lot of brands where, you know, I've definitely bought a few shirts where they're like, oh, this is an oversized tee. And it's literally just a larger size mis- misnamed. Right. And I'm like, this is not an oversized tee. The cut isn't made to be oversized. Exactly. The sleeve length on the shirt is wrong. The way yeah. that it fits down and the way that it uh, drapes on your body is yeah. not oversized. Yeah. It's just a bigger size t-shirt. Right. There is a huge difference. Yeah. And so this is kind of like the stuff that, that's why I say like, um, I didn't want to do merch because I wanted to do stuff like this, right? Because uh, selling merch is a lot easier than building a clothing line. For sure. It's, it's, and we've definitely taken up this task that's a lot more difficult, but we're still going at it and you know our numbers are growing. So definitely people are seeing something that, um, that we've been trying, this message that we're trying to get across and somehow it's fucking working. And I think what it is is that when people receive the products, they know what's up. Yeah. You can't, yeah. in the way, it can't be denied. When you right. receive it, you understand what's yeah. up. Yeah. And, 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 and look again, that's, that's what we're trying to hit. We're trying to hit all those points, right? Of just like quality product, um, relatively affordable prices, you know, looks dope, feels dope, all of that. And luckily, yeah, people have recognized that when they, when they get the stuff. And again, we're just trying to keep building on that idea with each new collection. And, and at some point, I mean, there's so many things that, you know, we want to do with the brand and, and to just like, explore other things within it but we're getting there little by little you know little by little so be excited for the fall line it's gonna drop uh we got accessories now we got socks that are coming out fucking rocking oh, yeah there. we're walk- rocking it right here so we're gonna have not me, not me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> put my feet down. we're gonna have the uh white one and the black one just classic ss logo and it's the so feel clean. of these socks are so nice too it's so soft and look guys i don't just say this shit because i'm Good. part of the brand all right like all right, let me it's, feel this. Yeah, feel that. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, it's okay, actually yeah, nice, right? right? Yeah. It's, it's comfortable. It's not because look, I'm always thinking about it from a standpoint of like, what if I was the one buying this? I was the one spending money on this. How would I feel about it? And from that standpoint, I always feel like we're delivering on, on what we're talking about and what we're promising. And yeah, we're super excited about this fall winter collection coming up. It's today is what? October 7th. Mm-hmm. So we're aiming towards hopefully by the end of this month to early November, around the same time that the last fall winter. So it's like kind of now our full circle moment, like that full year. And, right. And you got to understand too, when you talk about a small ass team, yeah, small we're, ass team. people often think that we're much bigger than we <laughs> actually small, are. It's bro. like, bro, this is it's not me, easy. Etric and our designer, Remy. Well, we got, we have three or four partners in total and yeah. then the warehouse team, yeah. right? And so that's really about yeah. it. Yeah. So it's, we don't have a big team here, guys. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a big lofty dream, man. And it's really hard to kind of like, how do we offer something that people don't have? Right. Um, and I think that's the difficult part about building a brand um, is innovation is always, providing something that people didn't know that they needed. 
And this is what I think uh, secret society is trying to fill. We're trying to fill that hole right now. Yeah. It's a really interesting space. Like uh, if, if anybody fucks with that brand, John Elliott, right? I mean, their, their shit is pricey. I like their shit. I just can't. Super expensive. Dog, I want. I, I saw expensive. one of their like shorts that I wanted to cop. Right. I was yeah. like, damn, that shit's. It was this floor print like sublimated uh, like jersey short. Yeah. That's tight. Get that shit. Two hundred bucks. I was like, yeah. hey man. Uh, <laughs> gonna, yeah, that's gonna hurt. That's good for basketball yeah, shorts. For, I was that. like, hey, yeah, you fucking all right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, but but uh, you know, kind of going back to just real quick about the costing too is that you guys got to understand like a good chunk of our stuff is domestic production, and yeah. so costs here are. Much, much higher than overseas production. And for the most part, we want to try to keep things here uh, and do it domestically here in LA to support small businesses as well. We're not um, fast fashion either. So yeah. I think what people have to understand too, it's like, I don't fucking hate fast fashion. There are times where I get fast fashion shit all the time. It serves a purpose. But I understand yeah. that I got three washes on that shit. And then after <laughs> that, that shit is going to look different yeah. and it's going to feel different. And I understand that there's a reason why I'm paying for 20 $15 shorts because I know for a fact that it's not going to fit that great. I know for a fact that it's not going to wash well. It's not going to keep well and it's going to be fucked. And I understand that shit. I, yeah. that's why I pay for it, but, um, I get what I pay for. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Every secret society piece I still have now and, and it's still I, holding and, up. And I, and I'm hoping that the feeling that people have when they get our stuff is they got more than what they paid for. Yes. That's, that's what I really want them to feel. And it feels like there have people, there have been people who have felt that way. And that's, again, validation, right? Oh, you just 100%. feel like they get it. They understand what we're trying to do. And it feels amazing to, to know that we're we're succeeding in what we're trying to do. It's hard yeah. doing a clothing line, y'all. But yeah. uh, you guys have been supporting us and kind of kept us alive. So we really, really, really appreciate it. Especially with the uh, the Genius Brain collab. Like I oh, said, man, I, that was let me, this shit fucking amazing. Like I, it's it's very seldom that you ever get to see like a CAD version of a shirt, and then the per thing in person looks ten times better than it did in the yeah. fucking photo. <laughs> and this is what this is like. This shit came out so amazing. So you have to understand that when we decided to pull the stuff that we got because it didn't work out well, was because it didn't come up to our standards and quality. Mm -hmm. uh, like I, I said in the stories, like people were messaging me, like just send it out. We're just there to support you. It doesn't matter because yeah. I cannot send no, you bullshit. Absolutely not. You spent good money on this shit. You're going to get what you paid exactly. for. Exactly. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Uh, it, just because, you know, <gasps> this is like a capsule collection item. That's a collaboration piece with like Genius Brain Secret Society. It doesn't mean that we're going to skimp on it and just yeah. do whatever's easy. No, no, no. It's still the... Part of the brand, it still exists in that world. It's and our we, integrity, exactly, too. exactly. So you got to make sure that again, when you guys get this, we want you to feel the same way. Of Ugh. fuck, I'm getting more than I paid for. Like I really love every dollar that I spent on this. This shit makes me so proud to be Korean. Yeah. <laughs> well, I feel like this design really transcended just the Korean shit yeah. because we had a lot of non-Korean people who. I mean, look at it. Just it's aesthetically, how can you say man. it's not dope? Like if you saw that from across the room, you'd look at it would catch your attention for damn sure. Dude, the the fucking raised uh, the the raised design specifically this I think that's the thing that I love the most. Yeah, for sure. Like that textured three yeah, design yeah. on it. Yeah, the the it gives kind of like the the brain, you know, mm -hmm. feeling, right? The, the like the vintage color palette for the the Tanchung design, mm -hmm. which you don't see a lot of people do the uh the modern version where it's super bright. Yeah. But like this is a part of that temple history. The, the color palette is very important. You have no fucking idea how hard it was for this guy to get this color yeah. right. It was yeah. so it's, 
we, we, we had to do a lot of trial and error process <laughs> with it because it wasn't easy, especially because there's so many colors, so many fine lines, and there's multiple layers to it. So, yo, shout out to the homie who, who by the way, we, we, we work with a very specific guy that does all of our stuff. Yeah. Yo, shout out to this guy because who else would have fucking done this? Right, right, this right. This difficult ass project. Yeah. Um, but I mean, shit, look at it. It was worth it. The investment that we put into it, that yep. shit turned out great. So, um, Thank you guys for for waiting. Thank you guys for your patience and your understanding. But yeah, we just want to make sure you guys have the best version possible of what we had in mind. And yeah, that's why we couldn't send out uh, yeah, our, yeah. our first batch of that stuff. So. But anyways, guys, Genius Brain, every Sunday's at 12 p.m. Of course, we had to do that little infomercial at the end. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, yeah. I got to, For man. $5.99. For five, no, Rob, no, for $4.99. No, for $3.99. Yeah. You're not going to pay $199, not even $189, not $179, not $169, not $159, not $149, not even $99. Ten days later. Yeah. Just call 900-555-5555. I called that number and I got that Ron Paul Peel machine. By the way, one of the best things I ever got before it broke. Had it for fucking like 10 years. Yeah. Made the best chicken, got me so much pussy. Which was just really one girl who was a little overweight and she loved me for it. Uh, Genius Brain every Sunday is at 12 p.m. You could catch Ed at Ed2 Secret Society, S-C-R-T-S-O-C-I-E-T-Y. Make sure you guys check us out. Follow the Instagram. Wait for these updates. When the fall line drops, shit goes out fucking fast. Uh, like I said, super hype for the shit. I cannot wait to see you guys rock the shit. Make sure that when you get the stuff, post your fucking secret fit. Tag me. Yes. Tag, tag all please, of us. I want to tag see us. it. Please. please tag us. And then you can follow Ed. The other one. <laughs> at Park VP and you can see him on the Genius Brain podcast. Uh, stay blessed. Love you guys. Make sure that you guys talk in the comments, whether it's on the podcast side or the videos. I want to hear your opinions about these situations. Love you all very much. I fucking love you. <laughs> yeah. Bye. Fucking Peace. Love <laughs> Genius Brain listeners, this podcast is brought to you by Hero Bread. Listen, I've talked about Hero Bread a million times over, and I'm telling you right now, they have some of the best guilt-free bread I've ever had in my life, and I'm not just saying that. I'm talking about taste and texture-wise. You, you just can't beat it. Hero Bread has zero to one grams of net carbs, zero grams sugar, and is high in fiber. And guess what? Now it's made with heart-healthy olive oil for an added boost of healthy fats as well. I'm telling you right now, I made a BLT with this and it was freaking delicious. If I, if I eat bread, this is the bread that I'm eating. You guys have to get this. I'm not just saying it's so freaking good. You could do whatever you want with this type of stuff. I mean, they even have burger breads, right? So if you want to make a, a fire ass burger, they got like tortillas too for their, if you, if you eat breakfast burritos as much as I do, dude, money. It's so freaking Good. It's hard to say which one my favorite stuff is just because like if I'm going to make a wrap or I'm going to do any type of sandwich of any sort, I'm going to use Hero Bread because I get to eat without all the guilt and it's literally my favorite. So genius brain listeners, do not miss out on this. Make sure you get Hero Bread. You will not regret it. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order for their new recipe. Go to Hero dot co and use code genius 10 at checkout that's g-e-n-i-u-s one zero at hero dot co angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well i absolutely love this because you know if you own a home it can be really hard to maintain it's hard to find 
people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.